Welcome to Optimal Self, the art of becoming the best version of you. Here's your host, Jeremy Herriter. What is up, everybody? Welcome back. How are you? Just wanted to uh, jump on and uh, been getting a ton of questions on words like discipline and focus and motivation and inspiration. And I feel like all the questions have been very similar. And the answers to motivation, inspiration, discipline, and focus are all the same. And so today's topic is two pillars of focus. So I want you guys to stay with me today because if you can get these two and start to literally apply them, be intentional about them in your life, I truly believe it can change the needle for you. Okay? So I want to stay with it. So first of all, I found this really cool description of focus. And it says, focus is seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, ignoring the noise, putting energy into what is important, not where you are, but where you want to be. Again, focus is not about where you are. It's about where you want to be. Because when you can get that kind of focus and you know where you want to be, then it's very easy to be disciplined, motivated, or inspired in today's present moment. Because you've heard me say this a thousand times, and I'll say it again. What you focus on expands. If you're focused on shit, you're going to get more shit. If you focus on good, you're going to see the good. If you want to find a problem, you can easily focus on what's wrong, what's not right, how it could be, and you're going to very much find a problem, even in the greatest of situations. Because you see, your brain focuses on what's relevant to you. So again, you can train your brain to what's relevant. That leads me to pillar number one, which is selective attention. And selective attention is the process of directing our awareness to a relevant stimuli while ignoring irrelevant stimuli in that environment. So my selective attention, you guys know it, right? You know it. How many times? I I, I seen this. It just happened the other day. There was a, there's a little child, we're standing in the store and the little child was asking the mom a question. She asked that question like 30 times. And the mom was sitting there reading the back of one of the, the, something that she was purchasing, probably reading the ingredients or something like that. But she was sitting there completely engrossed in the relevant stimuli of what is in this thing. And this child asked the same question at least 30 times. You guys have been there? You know it? That is the epitome of selective attention. But again, you ha- how can we apply that for the good? How can we? Because even when that, when that moment ended and she pulled that thing down and she looked at it and she put it down, she, didn't, she put it back on the shelf. Actually, I don't know if she purchased it or not, but she put it back on the shelf in that moment because I, I was standing on the line where, where I could see it. And the the child said something. She said, what, honey? 
literally as if she didn't hear the other 30 times that this child asked, asked this question and said, mom, like she never even heard it. And don't, in that moment, I'm thinking, God, that is so powerful. How we can literally just block out this other stimulus and focus on something. That is extreme focus. Hey listeners, it's Jeremy. Just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. And I wanted to take a quick break from the episode and remind you that at www.optimalself.today, you can gain access to our free, did I say it, free identity creator course, plus right now two bonus downloads that will forever change the way you go to bed and wake up in the morning. Did I mention that this is all free? It is for a limited time. Thank you guys again for listening. And again, the website is www.optimalself.today. Now let's get right back to the episode. Pillar number one is selective attention. And so again, how do we get there? Well, it starts by getting ultra clear on your goals, clear on the result that you want, and clear on the outcome that you desire. You see, she was completely focused on that thing, right? That no, uh, nothing else could even penetrate her. Not even the, the sound of her child's voice. Two, two feet away that everybody else in the store could hear. And what I want you guys to understand about this is, is a key principle of high performance is knowing where you want to be and then regularly looking at it. And most important, making it a key component to your identity. So when we use selective attention, we first have to get clear, get clear on what is that goal? What is that outcome? What is that? What is it that I desire so much that I can block out all the other noise and focus on what's going to get me there? And so once I understand that and I know where I want to be, I need to always be looking at it. I need to know it regularly, every day. Get up, write it down, know it. Know what that thing is. And then you make it part of your identity. For me, something that happened years ago is, I mean, obviously, those of you guys who follow along, you know, I mean, I love to train. You know, I was, I was, a, I was a professional cross-lift uh, fit athlete for a long time. I was a professional baseball player. And later in, into my, post both of those careers, right, I used to always set goals. Like I wanted a 500-pound deadlift or I wanted a 400-pound back squat or, you know, I wanted to run a mile in 530, right? Like I had these, you had these numbers in my head. But again, those are great in a, in a competition format. But, you're, but, but once the competition is over, do you, you lose that? And so when I changed my thought process, when I changed my goal from being a number on a scale, because I used to always be that guy too, right? It'd be like, man, around 185 was a great weight for me. 190, I was a little heavy, stronger, but heavy, didn't feel great. So maybe that was it. I'd have a number on a scale, body fat. That's a 6% used to always be the number. Like, man, I got to get that down to 6%. 
But when I changed it from these numbers and I then became my goal now today is age defying health. But here's what I want here's the, the, the point I want to make around these, these key principles and why knowing where you want to be and, and regularly looking at it. Because when you do that, and then you can make it a key part of your identity. You see, a 500-pound deadlift is not my identity. A 400-pound back squat is not my identity. Age-defying health is my identity. Because in that moment, if I know walking into the gym, I'm not going to lift 500 pounds today. I know it. But because it, it's the process, you got to keep building, you got to keep working on the other things, you got to work on position, you got to work all in different percentages. Is that you can you can tend to absolutely positively not want to train because you're like, oh man, I'm not there yet. I'll, I'll just pick it up tomorrow. But when I changed to age-defying health, and that became my identity, then it became very easy to start having selective attention to focus on what's relevant, which is I don't have to go in there and lift 500 today, but I can go in there and get a workout. I can go get 20 minutes if that's all I have. Instead of knowing that, oh man, I got to get to the gym. I got to warm up. It's going to be an hour or two hours or whatever. In competition, it's different. Today, it's about age-defined health. And it's part of my identity. I am Somebody who is going to create, who is constantly creating age-defying health so I can run, so I can jump, so I can be strong in all years of my life. There's not an end to it. It's now a journey and not a destination too. I hope you guys see the difference there because it's really, really important, right? It's really important in how we see those things and how we design it in our mind, how we design it for our future. So that in the current, in the present, I can be appropriate in those moments and know, no, I don't have to get in there and do some crazy great workout today. So I'm just going for age fine health. Man, I could just go for a walk around the block and that's going to help. You see, it, it changes everything. And let's go to pillar number two, right? Pillars of focus. Pillar number two is a little bit more interesting. And it's strategic ignorance. You see, Strategic ignorance means I want to be very ignorant strategically to certain things because if they're not in alignment with my goals, I don't need them to be filling me because strategic ignorance, see, you don't want to be informed about everything. Listen, most news and news feeds are doing what? They're just creating a FOMO of, oh my God, I'm missing out on. Or they're creating fear, which either one, all it is is distractions, taking you away from you reaching your goals, your outcomes, your desires, taking you away from the ultimate focus that's going to get you there. So we've got to start to apply strategic ignorance to it, right? Like, I want to be strategically ignorant to the fact that Domino's Pizza is giving away free, you know, dessert with their, with their large pizza. I want to be strategically ignorant to that. So I don't have to have that distraction because I love me some pizza. Not necessarily Domino's, but I do love some pizza. So what do you need to be 
strategically ignorant too. Because you don't need to be informed on everything. Matter of fact, the more I am informed on, the more I have to start deciphering, the more energy I have to burn. And it takes me away from being the best me. It takes me away from the best version of me. It takes me away from my goals, my outcomes, my dreams. Because I'm focused on all this other shit that I keep letting in. And I want you to understand what you let in literally shapes your brain shapes your desires, it shapes your interests, shapes it, it, it shapes the places that you go, the food that you eat by everything that you're letting in. We've got to start applying some strategic ignorance to those things so that I don't have dis- strategic because again, all the stuff that's coming at me, I need to be ignorant too so that I can be focused on what really matters. So I'm going to ask you the question, what are some things that you should be ignorant of? Because it's a fun place to be. It's a fun place to be. I had people the other day talking about some thing on Netflix. I had no idea what they were talking about. They just don't have time for it. I I don't have time to sit there and, and know what the top 10 things on on Netflix are. And honestly, I really don't give a shit. I don't care. There's so much other things and people to help and things to build and life to live that, that I literally have no time for it. And I don't want it. I'm very strategically ignorant of whatever big show or big thing. I don't even know if it's a movie or a show or if it's an episodic or if it's a, if it's what I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Matter of fact, I can't even tell you right now what they were talking about, but they were heavy, heavy into it. And I can tell you right now, the people that were having that conversation don't have an ounce of the life that I want. So being strategically ignorant to what, what is jumping on is, is a pretty, pretty great place to be, honestly. So I want you to ask yourself, what should you be ignorant of? What do I need to be saying no to? Because again, I promise you this, what you focus on expands. You focus on good, you look for the good, you focus on, hey, you're lucky. You are so damn lucky, more is coming to you. You focus on the opposite and the opposite is gonna be true. You get to choose, right? So the two pillars, selective attention, Strategic ignorance. Apply them. Let's do it. Let's see. Take those two pillars, just those two. Look at your life. Write it out. What do you want? Get clear on your goals. Get very selective on what you are of attention to. Get very ignorant to the outside noise. Apply them. And let's start shaping your future. Let's own your future. Let's create your future. You do it by creating your focus. Apply them. They're there for you. All right. That's what I got for you today. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, if you got any, if you got anything of value from today, do me this, share it with somebody. The only way we grow is with you and through you. So if you ever get an ounce of value out of any of these, 
a five-star review, a like, a share, a comment. Man, do me one, do me one favor. Pay the man by sending it to somebody else. All right? And hopefully we can help them shape their future and shape their focus so they can live the life of their dreams. All right? Have an awesome morning, afternoon, or night, whenever you're hearing this. And until next time, get out there and be the best version of you. Subscribe to Optimal Self wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more information on how to be the best version of you, visit OptimalSelf.today and follow at OptimalSelf1 on Facebook, at Optimal underscore Self on Instagram, and subscribe to Optimal Self on YouTube. Thank you for listening.